Welcome to Let's Talk Canine Fitness with your hosts, Katerina Mattioli and Dr. Leslie I. Join us for the monthly podcast on all things dog fitness. Young, old, overweight, or athletic, our passion for canine fitness has you covered. It's 2022. Um, so we're still doing our series of what do we call it? Like body body focused exercises. Yeah, our favorite exercises. The favorite exercise we do for certain body parts. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So this <laughs> this episode we're focusing on shoulders, which I got to pick because shoulders seem like the hot topic right now, especially for our sporting dogs. We um, seem to be having a what epidemic of shoulder injuries. So learning how to strengthen them would be really good. So. I figured I would just talk a little bit about like what shoulder kind of means muscle wise, because we're not Mm -hmm. just strengthening the joint. Right. So we're, we're looking at like muscles that help the shoulder move and stabilize the shoulder. So when I think of the muscles that I want to strengthen for the shoulder, I think of supraspinatus, infraspinatus, triceps, biceps, and probably subscapularis. Yeah. Any, do you think I, of anything else, really? No, these are the ones on my list, so no. I, I, I completely agree once more. I think, I think they're the big five, right? I mean, there are definitely mm-hmm. other muscles in there. But to me, those are the big five that are the focus to help prevent shoulder injuries. So, so should we dive right into our exercises? Yes, I think so. so. I think we were a little bit cleverer than last time because we we tried not to pick the same. And they're... They're slightly different, but they're still similar, the ones we picked. I feel like they're uh, yes, they're I think, close to each other, but just a little bit different. Yeah, and in fact, I'm doing combinations of the, the of those we, we talked about. So it's like, I mean, it's it's always, uh, I like to have, when, when, when I do the exercise, I like to have it fluent. So I, I like to change it a little bit, then let's do this, and then just dive into that. And so they, they merge uh yeah together so yeah i think (laughs) so our first like it's funny because i would say we kind of like categorize them a little bit too like so our first thing that we came up with was two different type of push-up exercises right like I did, I just call mine a shoulder push-up and I'll try to describe it, but then you do, you like the play bow 
push up. Yes. For the play yes. bow to stand. Play bow to yeah. stand, yes. I, I had I had to go down on my list because this, this is the last one on my list. <laughs> so, so, what is she talking I, about? <laughs> I describe your exercise first and then we'll do mine because feel think- free. <laughs> Yours is a little, I, I, I like yours for specifically highlighting the triceps. Exactly. Right? Yeah. If, if it's not, but it has to be done correctly. Okay. So what is correctly? Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to really watch that the dog really is uh, engaging the triceps and not just pretending to do a nice is there anything like you look for in the play bow position to make sure they're doing that? Yeah, that the, the uh, I mean the extension of the front, uh, how how they go, uh, how can you say how how it goes back and how how the the front, how elbow and front. Uh, yeah. So oh I my god, <laughs> it's already late here. I'm I sorry. Specifically, look for the elbows to remain slightly flexed when they're in the play bow. Because if it's straight, I feel like you're getting more lat work, lat latissimus. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if they go down and they keep the elbows slightly bent, then when they push up to elbow extension, you know the triceps is working because the triceps extends the elbow. If our anatomy works out correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I love that exercise for, like, when I really want to highlight the triceps. I will say, though, what, well, let me ask you, what are your tips for teaching a dog how to do a play bow? Because sometimes that can be the challenge. A lot of dogs just go, like, fully into a down rather than keeping their back end up. Oh, I think it's a lot. Sometimes it, it, it depends on the dog. Sometimes I, I realize the dogs not knowing, uh, my show dogs not knowing the down oh. very well. It's easier with them. So, so it's, uh, but I think it's a lot of, a little bit of try and error and it's, it's very handling specific how you, how you show the dog the position that you want. And if you have a dog that is always going down in the back I, I just use my my hand or two fingers to to tip them on in the in, in the loin area to tell them hey, hey I don't want that part to go down just keep it up yeah my my two tricks are to put their like put them in a rear paw target so mm-hmm. I'll use like a some kind of platform just needs to be up off the ground a little bit. So they have that yeah. edge because they feel like that edge, they're kind of like trying to avoid laying across it. So by having that and asking them to, I mean, I don't ask them to down, but like doing the lure into the play about, they're more likely to keep their butt up because they're like, Ooh, I don't want to lay my body on this edge. Yeah, so the, just just to make it clear, the rear is slightly higher, right? That's Yeah, it ends up no, being no, slightly no, higher because, no. but I mean, I will use, it doesn't have to be, like that's not my goal to mm-hmm. have it be higher. It's just, I just want that little bit of it. It's just, I mean, I think it's, it's yeah. about uh, when I do that, it's maybe five to 10 centimeters. It's just, yeah, I was going to say like very... one, two inches. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same. So that's one of my tricks. And then my other one, because, um, 
you know, I definitely get people that don't have any fitness equipment yet. Mm -hmm. So for that, I actually tell them to get like a chair with legs and try and lure the dog under the chair because a lot of times the dog will like put their head under the chair, Mm -hmm. but they won't drop their back end down. And then you can reinforce that and then start to like slowly kind of take the chair away and you'll have a play about position. So that's kind of my two like tips I'll tell people if we're struggling with it. One thing I sometimes do is to just use one cavaletti Mm-hmm. Not not very high, and then I let them um, walk over it, so that the rear is closer to the cavaletti, and then yes, it, it's like it's like using your fingers to let to keep the butt up, but it's just like oh, I don't want to go down on that. Yeah, so, so the rear stays, stays up. Yeah, I that's, like that too. That's a nice, yeah, that's another great way if. Mm there are struggling with that understanding I also feel like um using something like that helps if you know if we're struggling with timing right so like if the dog is only leaving their butt up for a split second and it's Mm -hmm. just too short to get that reinforcement in by using something like that which makes them hold it up a little bit longer we have more of an opportunity to get reinforcement for that position. So cool. So I, I love that exercise and I, I use it quite a bit. (laughs) Um, specifically though, when I, I really want to focus on shoulder strengthening. So I pretty much do this exercise, what I call a push up or a shoulder push up. Yeah. With all my agility dogs, like it, it's, you know, not right away, but it does get in the, the workouts pretty quickly as soon as I know the dog can do it. Cause I think it's, it's a fairly advanced movement. I think there's a lot of pieces to it. And then it's also a very precise movement in that not a lot is happening visually. Like you don't see this huge change in like up and down. Mm. It's a very small movement. And I think a lot of times we want to see a big movement. And so people think they're doing it wrong or they try to get the big movement and then it's, it's not exactly how I want it. So I, my setup for this exercise is I do want some kind of rear paw target I prefer to use a platform because, especially in the beginning, because I'm not working the back end, so I don't mm-hmm. need that to be unstable. Um, and then for the front end, I this is where I would use the toy paw disc or the paw stackers. I want their paws to be on something, but separate. I want mm-hmm. there to be space between their front paws. And so that's why I specifically want that equipment, because if you use a disc or you use like a paw disc, there's no space in between. Like they're, they're, they're if You want to force them room. to be, to stand yeah. regular, I, not, not too narrow. Yeah. Not too narrow, like normal, like what their normal width would be, but I need room between their paws for their nose to go past it. 
okay to the ground yeah so that's the key is that we need space past their paws to really get the exercise because what's going to happen is so imagine the dog is standing in this position right so rear paws are on a target elevated front paws are on the pot the toy paw disc or paw stackers you are going to your goal is to get their head from looking straight forward rotated so it's looking down like it's looking down between their paws and then you're going to ask them to bring their nose down to the ground or as low as possible so for a lot of people we might start with you know we only get an inch or two of a nose drop and then the mm-hmm. dog has to stand back up but our goal is to get all the way down to like the nose can touch the ground and then come back up and what i see in this movement is we got a lot of both elbow flexion and shoulder flexion happening So, and then, and they have to control the downward movement. So we get a lot of nice eccentric strengthening and then they push back up. So we definitely get biceps, triceps, supraspinatus, infraspinatus all in that movement. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm obsessed with it. So (laughs) I love like filming a dog doing this because you can like, I feel like you can actually like see all those muscles working as they do it right because it's a very slow movement. Um, I think because it is just so precise and um, difficult. Just uh, the rear and the front are on the same level, or is the, the rear, rear slightly higher? Is I might start at the same level if the dog is like really needs help figuring out the movement if they're mm-hmm. kind of like. I'm not sure. I'll start on the same level so that we're not loading the front end. But the goal is to raise the rear up. So like that's how I progress it is take the rear higher and higher. I will also, and this is where I like the toy paw disc better than the paw stackers because I will stack the toy paw disc. So like I'll put two on top of each other. And now I have, instead of having just, you know, a couple inches Mm -hmm. that the nose can go past to get to the ground. Now I've doubled that. And so we really get that like lowering. Diving down. Yeah. And I think that also helps get some of the muscles um, on top of the shoulder blades activating because they have to hold that position um, and like really bring the head past. It's kind of like, you know, think about, I don't know what's a good example in a human exercise, but anything where like you have to go lower than your hands, it's like suddenly a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's push, push ups. Yeah. So and I, I mean, I mean the, the, when, when you have your, when in humans, when the, the feet are higher, I mean, there is same low is there is more load in the, in the front Mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. shoulder and, arms so it's it's more difficult yeah so I think if you so, increase I it, mean, it it's a slow process like mm-hmm. I never go right into that like I would say it takes even my best clients months to get to that so point where you I'm start like, 
would you start with stay with same level is beginner beginner and 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 maybe on the not on the ground because you need that little space uh, to be in between so it's on stable both and then maybe would you change to same level and unstable in the rear or just go stable and increase the diff the, the difference between front and rear i tend to with this exercise i stay with stable in the rear mm -hmm. and build that up and then if they get to the point where like stable in the rear expert level in the front with like going past the the uh toy pod is then i'll add something unstable in the rear okay because i just want this exercise to really really focus on the shoulders and i feel like sometimes when we add instability in the mm -hmm. rear then the dog also has to concentrate on maintaining that balance and engaging their core and their rear legs and that can be a fun when they're at that level fun way to like advance the exercise and get more than just the shoulders working out but most of the time it's gonna be stable in the rear i can't yeah. i'm trying to think if i've had any i might have a few that i've taken to that kind of level very expert but, expert yeah level, very advanced level hmm. i feel like also this is such a it's such a uh hard thing for owners to learn because like i said they want to see big movement like they're used to with a lot of the exercises we do seeing like big changes in position you know the dog goes from a stand to a sit and it's like very obvious and this exercise the movement isn't quite as obvious and so a lot of times we have to take time learning that it's okay that there's only like you know the dog's nose maybe only moves six inches or so with each as I, said, as I said before strength is silent yeah it just, it's <laughs> not it, and the thing is it's so funny because I like I said when I look at videos of this exercise I think it's one of the more to me it's one of the more obvious strength exercises like I can see all the muscles working versus like when you're doing a tuck sit kickback stand I'm like well I know things are working but it's not actually really like you can't you don't get that the obvious whole, muscle movement that like you see in the um this this shoulder push-up yeah I mean it's it's very you have they have to hold the position Mm -hmm. If you do it slow and not mm -hmm. well, then I think, yeah. yeah, that's it. Like, that's probably a key point. The fact that I really always push it to be slow. And so then it's, it's even harder. Like you can really see how hard the dog is working. Mm -hmm. um, there's no momentum involved. So. I yeah. mean, they're, they're, I'm sure they won't do a lot of, um, uh, repetitions yeah in a repetitions row. kept pretty low it's it's one of those yeah like pure kind of mm. strength exercises so yeah and that's, that's your, that's your fav favorite 
uh, right now, as of today, <laughs> that is my favorite shoulder exercise. Um, ask me next week. It might be something different, but right now it is absolutely my favorite. What's your what's your next exercise for shoulders? So my favorite exercise yeah, actually it's not it's it's an exercise I all I, I I love in not only for shoulders because I do it with the rear uh, as well but today is shoulder <laughs> so um, I call it tap tapping tapping so yes it's because I uh want to have the, the I, I start with the the rear um. Can I say rear and front are on the same level? Rear okay. is uh, on 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 a platform, on a stable a stable platform. When I start, and the front is depending on the dog size, on two on uh, on two toy paw discs, uh, usually, or uh, you you also can use the toy paw stackers. And then what I want is that the dog stands. Um, on two or on one it again depending on the dog size yeah. uh on one or two and then i want a dog um to tap down with the left or the right oh. to tap down on a centimet and then tap back to the onto the toy paw disc and then do the other side yeah. and i and i do this sideways I do this to the front, so they go down on the front and go back up, and then I do it, um, th and then they have to go back and up again. This is what I do. Nice. So they do. Okay. Um, this is one, and so I have uh, a set of centimeters around around the the toy paw disc or whatever I I use, and then and then they have to go up. Uh, down and up and down and up and then front and uh, front down and up so this is uh one of my favorite exercises you yeah it's like a yeah. single single paw targeting yes i do this exercise similar um in my dictionary i call it step up step down <laughs> Yeah. Step back, step back, you know, just because yeah. I'm like not not creative. Um, so I love it. Yeah. What so interesting, one of the things I always have to explain to people with this exercise, which I wonder if you have to do that too, is that a lot of work is happening in the leg that stays on mm -hmm. the equipment because it actually controls the the downward movement and the coming back up. And a lot of people like mind blown when I explain that because they think, well, the one that's doing the tapping. Yeah, that That's the, the, the major work. Yeah. So I, I love that exercise. I, again, it's one of those that I find, I don't necessarily give it to everyone because I feel like it's a hard behavior to, to teach. Yeah. Um, and we have to go through the whole process of teaching individual paw targets. So I kind of so actually I do it. I I usually sit in front of the dog. So I would, or I kneel in front of the dog 
what I uh-huh. hardly do because I'm always uh, st- right. most of, of during my exercise I'm more the, the I stand the whole time but this is when I go down and then I I just take uh, a treat um and then I I do the movement there is a video I I made a video for those uh following uh, flexiness on Instagram they can see see it, uh, the I the the sideways movement on on the video so i take the treat and then go with the treat to the nose of the dog and then go down to towards the sensimet and they most likely just follow with nice. the paw and then i go back up so it's 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 luring but yeah. we already we already discussed that it works and it's but, not it's yeah uh, and it's very clear to the dog which is like the most important thing is like we need to be able to communicate as clearly as possible what we want and the way you do it they get it and they get yeah it's like too. I'm starting now doing this with voodoo and with her it it's it now works uh works good with luring but I mean I mean when I do it with Leroy I just have to to show my to point my fingers the direction I want him to to tap and he's doing it but the voodoo isn't isn't there yet so we do it with luring and this is really something that is very helpful for everyone so I go to the nose of the dog and then go then let me show a little bow down to the sensimet and they they I mean 99% of the dog follows yeah uh, with the, with the paw and then they get they go down with the nose yep as well and get the treat or I or go down or I depending on the dog I give the treat when they are down or I go back and give it when they are back in the center this is this is the challenge I am taking on myself is I am going to work on this with my dogs doing it the way you describe okay I <laughs> so and I, and I will so, try yours <laughs> yeah I like it a lot and I like mm-hmm. especially that you um highlight it's not just one direction like it's forward it's to the side yeah. it's backwards so you get because the shoulder is one of those joints that has a ton of range of motion and it's really exactly. important that we strengthen in every plane and so I like that, yeah, forward, backward, sideways, you're getting a lot of that movement in the shoulder happening as well. So awesome. well, this is why it is my, for shoulder, this is my favorite exercise at the moment. Yeah. Ask me next month <laughs> and then it might be a different one. Right. <laughs> Yours might change to my shoulder push-up and mine might change yeah. to your tapping. So. Then we then we record it. We have to uh, make a shout out at the yeah. next podcast that we changed now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think it's so my next favorite or <laughs> my next shoulder exercise is somewhat similar to that but not but different um so it is i know which one is coming (laughs) so i call it wheelbarrows and the way that i think it's similar to tapping is the direction of movement because i Mm -hmm. also want that forward backwards side to side movement happening but it is not any kind of step up step down so that, that part of it is taken away. Um, so in, in my effort to try and explain what this exercise looks like, I want everyone to kind of picture 
a wheelbarrow and what you do, like you pick up the handles and you lift them off the ground and then you push the wheelbarrow around. So I am not encouraging you to pick up the back legs of the dog. I don't think that's <sighs> ever <Thank> you. <laughs> I am against that. But instead, what I do is I give the dog a rear paw target that is elevated off the ground. Of course, in the beginning, it's only it's very low elevation, maybe an inch or two. Um, but as you are progressing it, that goes up and up and up. You might notice that there's a theme with shoulder exercises that we do a lot of rear paw targeting mm. in order <laughs> to like help get the focus on the front legs. But so for wheelbarrows, the dog is in the rear paw target. And basically I am just asking them to move their front legs forwards, backwards, sideways, sideways, and just kind of like mix it up. You don't have to do like perfect 90 degree angles. Like you can kind of go off to the side and back and off to the other side and back. Um, but it's just a way to, again, kind of encourage all the different movements in mm. the shoulder and gradually put more and more load on the front end by raising up the rear end. So it has to, um, basically it's like adding weight to an exercise where they have to be able to handle that as they get stronger and stronger and stronger. And I use luring <laughs> for it. So just like just like tapping, I think it's easiest to have like a cookie in your hand, show you bring it to their nose and then pull it away, push it back in, go side, go side, and they follow it. Um, you can also do so again with my like you said with Leroy, you can just point yeah. with my more advanced dogs. I can just like target, like I can put out a hand mm. and they're like, yes, I go towards that hand or, you know, so I can do more kind of hand targeting and don't have to, con you know, constantly be making sure I have the treats to, to lure them. Yeah, but, but with the younger dog, with the beginner dog, it's so, it's so much easier and they understand it very quickly and you can go away from a lot of treats very quickly too. Yes, yeah. So. It is how I introduce it to like all my clients. I'm like, mm. have cookies, have treats in both hands and <laughs> just be ready. Move them around. And when the dog moves, give them the treat. Um, exactly. And yeah, it's, it's one of those, like usually in the beginning, it's fairly easy because as long as the dog understands a rear paw target, they isolate just the front end movement and This, I, I feel like I can usually progress faster than like shoulder mm -hmm. push-ups. Like I can bring the rear end up a lot faster. And this is one where I will add instability mm -hmm. to, the, to the rear end because I think it's nice to get some core engagement in this exercise and like controlling the different movements. And it's an ex this exercise is more a movement exercise. I mean, the, the other one is very st static and just on strength. Yes. And this is, I think, yeah. Exactly, I exactly. This tends to be the one clients like better because they can see the movement. 
versus I'm like, yeah, it's good. I like it, but I like I like that. I I mean, I I I would pick the your favorite as my favorite out of these two as uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's it's just one of those like, yeah. The the pictures are different to like like what I'm seeing versus what the client is seeing. So, I will say I I tend to introduce wheelbarrows first to the exercise program mm -hmm. again because the client likes it it's more obvious i think it's a little bit easier to teach um before i introduce shoulder push-ups i want them dedicated before i'm like okay now we're gonna do shoulder push-ups <laughs> yeah i think i think that's that's sometimes it's just it's a little bit off topic but because we, are, we have been talking a lot of uh, going back to the basics i mm -hmm. think that's the, that's the problem when you when when they always have to do that basic that groundwork basic work it's they start to get bored Yes, and then they stop. So you have to give them something new, uh, and it might be just a different piece of equipment. Yeah. So they think it's oh, it's a there's a change and it's interesting. It's getting oh, there is not something new. It's it's, it's exciting again, and it's not exactly. oh, weird. They're like, oh, I've never used this piece of equipment before. And it might not be any different. Like we know it's yeah, exactly yeah. the same as they did last week, just a different piece of equipment, but that makes it exciting for them. Yeah. That's, that's what I, what people ask me a lot. Yeah. Why do I need so many different pieces? I mean, in fact, you don't need them, but it's, it makes the training more interesting. And, and if they have different heights, it makes it easier to have some of the same level. And then, You yeah. can exchange and then and and some you can stack, uh, and others you can't stack and yeah that's yeah uh, definitely I, think that's I know for me again I <laughs> I love and again it's you know I don't tell my clients oh you need as much equipment as I have mm -hmm. but I love the fact that I can be like oh this dog needs a little bit lower inflation. Let me grab this one off the shelf. And then this dog needs more inflation. Oh, I can grab this one rather than having to take the time to let air out, pump it back up in between exactly. dogs. So it's, it's kind uh, but of... But that's not necessary for someone at home. Right. But I, I mean, but with me, it's the same. I mean, if you look at the twin discs that lay around my studio, it's like, oh my God. And then yeah. I, have to, I always have to say, hey, you have to know um, it it's different for me to have all these than for you yeah. so just i think for the professionals out there it really is a time saver to be able exactly to like you don't like you can just go rather than having to like pause like and be say oh go do this exercise by yourself i'm gonna get this like pump this up a little more or get it ready and, you know and and i think it makes it easier for when you work in with groups i i found i have groups of maximum three to four uh people and then you can you can offer when you have uh, different um stations you can offer possibilities so you can go from very 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 stable to very imbalanced So you yeah. can offer offer different uh, 
levels or yeah. different focuses on that one exercise because not every client has the same can do they can do the same exercise but they have slightly different focus yes so, and needs exactly. different But we have to go back to But, our shoulder okay, exercises. Our third <laughs> exercise. What is your third exercise? Uh, my third exercise is quite similar than my favorite exercise, but not. It, it's like um, I use the same equipment, but uh, I start uh, with stable in the rear, and uh, again the toy paw disc or when I have a, a, um, a bigger dog I take maybe a twin disc because it works with okay. the step on the height yeah. so or, or you or, uh, or or a paw disc and then it's like uh, give a paw okay uh, on different heights Yes. But I start very quickly to exchange the stable uh, rear target into an unstable. So maybe yes. it's uh, my. It depends on the on the piece I have in the front. So maybe it's a twin disc when I use a toy paw disc for smaller dogs, or when I use a twin disc uh, in front uh, or a paw disc in front, I take the same uh, piece of equipment in the rear. So the level is the same. And then uh, they have to give a paw front yes. left and I use different heights where yes. I want it. Um, Do you ever... Uh, raise the rear end up higher than the front end as like they get stronger no. uh, <laughs> if I do just a little bit just a little bit yeah I I do sometimes especially if I would say more so with my dogs that I'm trying to return to sport after a shoulder mm -hmm. injury this is one that I will mm -hmm. I will push them because it is again, a fairly static exercise, like they're having to hold that stand while they move the other exactly. paw around. So I, I definitely push it for my dogs that have had shoulder injuries. But again, yeah, for kind of your fitness conditioning, I don't tend to, to push that level. Yeah, I I mean when I have uh, when the rear is higher than it's maybe that I use a paw disc and a twin disc in the front. Yeah. So it's just it's just the height of a twin yeah. disc that is the difference. So it's a, a very easy yeah. angle. You can. So another thing I do because I I like the twin disc for it, but I put it like on top of the step or the you know mm -hmm. the platform just to give it touch more height just, if yeah. I need it yeah um cool I'd love that one too that's definitely in my list of shoulder exercises I call it tic-tac-toe because okay um <laughs> I don't know I just imagine like To me, what I like to do is when they're standing, like I imagine like a grid in front of them and I'm like trying to hit all the spots with each leg. So that's why I call it TikTok. It's a very um, interesting and um, creative name. Yeah. So it's 
very bad. It's much better than Singapore I... or High Five. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will go back and rename that exercise, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so no one understands what I'm talking about. But yeah. I know you can't just tell someone do tic tac toe. They'll be like, what? But you know, if you say we're gonna do give a paw, they're like, yeah, we oh. no, wait, just do a just do a combination between hiccups and tic tac toe, and they would. Yeah, what is that? Um, Have you had a drink tonight? <laughs> Did you smoke something? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I know sometimes I just need really creative names, but then sometimes I have very basic names. <laughs> yeah, I usually I I I I have to say it's not it's not one of my names. I mean, give a paw. It's just yeah. it's just a given. But tap, kind of, yeah. tap, I like I like very short names. So yeah. it's it's like my dogs really have to understand me because step is when they have to go to step with all four in one yeah. into one direction and tap is doing it with one paw. one paw so it's like but they understand what i want so yeah. it can't be Perfect. that off but maybe it's alluring <laughs> oh well <laughs> <laughs> um so i will say <laughs> I, for my third exercise Yes. Um, I did struggle a little bit. <laughs> I was like, what should I do? Um, so I, I picked an exercise that I consider more of like a front leg exercise. I don't necessarily think of it as, as very shoulder specific, mm-hmm. but it definitely is working the shoulder muscles. And I would say specifically in the shoulder, it's working more of our like AD, AB, doctor muscles um so you're definitely like getting some subscapularis in there um and it is again because most of my clients are agility people it is specifically related to agility movement in the weave poles um so i just call it landing hops which again you know very creative. Um, and I do try to imitate what the dog chooses to do in the weave poles. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I am not a fan of trying to change how a dog moves. Like I let them just pick what's comfortable for them as they learn the weave pole movement. Um, so I don't care if they hop with two legs side to side or if they single step side to side. It's whatever they prefer. But when I do the landing hops exercise, I want to imitate whichever they prefer. Prefer. So you you do the exercise of the movement they are doing In when practicing? Yes. Or do you choose for fitness exercise the other method as well? I, so I will say they usually, it takes some time. Mm-hmm. So you tend to, as you're teaching it, get both movements. Mm-hmm. But I do tell the client to more Start. highly reinforce the one that matches what they do in the weave poles. And start with that one. Yeah. And, and okay. I think 
like other exercises get the other thing. So you'll see it's it's actually fairly similar to my wheelbarrow exercise in that the rear end is targeted higher than the front end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a side to side movement. So we get that in wheelbarrow as well. Um, but this one in particular, I want to have instability equipment, two, two different or not different, two of the same pieces of instability equipment in the front, bigger than the toy pod is. So I typically use um, either a pot, a regular pod disc, or you could use a twin disc or two, like two of each. And they're set kind of angled side by side mm-hmm. so that the dog is hopping from one to the other. So that's why it's a, a landing hop. Um, I want them pushing off and landing. And so it is a little bit more of a higher impact exercise and that's also why I use the instability equipment because that absorbs some of the impact and then like I said if they weave by hopping side to side that's what I try and get the dog to do is just hop Mm -hmm. back and forth with the front legs between the two pieces if they single step I do try to get them so they'll start with both on one piece of equipment and then I want them to pick one leg up move it over push off with the one that's still on the equipment, land with the one that was moving, push off, like, and eventually both, like each paw only hits the one side. So they're not stepping all the way over with both legs. Because if you watch the dogs weave, they're not doing that. They're keeping one paw on the ground while the other comes over and then starts the opposite movement. And they really only hit the ground with one leg. So I'm trying to imitate that with the landing hops. Have you ever tried that with two fit stage wedges? No, because I only have one. That's not okay. You had you need a second <laughs> one. Because I did that, I did exactly that exercise. Um we we do it with the wedge. Yeah. And then they go from because you can angle them very nicely. Yeah. And then going from one the other then it's okay the difference is a little bit that the rear is lower a little bit than the the front because yes but that's okay especially like Mm -hmm. starting out i never want to have too much load so like Mm -hmm. even even with this if i'm just using a low platform and the paw disc the paw disc actually might be slightly higher than the the platform and so every time I'm teaching one of these exercises I want the body at a minimum pretty neutral I don't want a lot of rear elevation and loading of the front end that's a progression of making these exercises harder Mm. Yeah. yeah That's a nice one. I, we we do it with the with the wedge when we do it in the in the in the group. I I hardly do it with the Bostons. Yeah. But but with with the the bigger dogs I have in classes, we do this with the wedge. But, yeah. yeah, I like that idea. Okay. I'm gonna have to buy more equipment. <laughs> uh, just you know you know the source. Yeah. So. I only came up with three, but did you have a 
Yeah, maybe I would say I I was I was very nice. I I split my tap exercise into sideways and front and uh, back. <laughs> so I have four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, so actually I have I have the giver paw, the tap exercise and the play bow to stand. So these oh, are perfect. My three, well, but I I would say we had variations, very a lot of variations in in our three exercises. So it's more than three possibilities. Yes, yes for sure. I think they're all like like you can see the how they all fit together, um, and that yeah, there there's lots of variations that you can do with. Um, with them and it's super fun and like I you know even though I don't have like a long list of like oh here's all my shoulder exercises I think there's so much you can do with them and change it up and you know just make it a little bit different yeah, I mean I mean for me it's not it's it's always uh yeah like in everything it's not the quantity it's the quality yeah. <laughs> that yeah you, you just need a little bit to 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 st a little bit of choices to stay creative it, that it's not getting boring yes but uh i i'm always the one quality over quantity yeah and i i i don't like to do exercises I personally don't like and yes. because when I don't like them doesn't mean that they are bad exercises it's just I don't like them it's because yeah. I don't feel comfortable doing it because it's not it doesn't fit my my training uh and then the dogs they they can smell it they stay feel it and then it's it's, it's not right good. If it's not fun for you, it won't be yeah. fun for the dog. No, and 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 when I'm doing something, I'm, I mean that that tap exercise, I I've, I have so much fun doing it with the dog with the dogs. Um, yeah, maybe in one of our next podcasts we can then do doing the tap uh, with the rear. Yeah. Um. So so this is uh, I I really like to do this and 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 my dogs they love doing it because they they see they they feel how how i like it and so it works nice well let's i'm curious we should i want to ask the listeners out there what is your favorite shoulder exercise like tell us go on the facebook page or comment on the website what like is there something that you love to do that we didn't talk about cuz it's always it's always good to learn new things. So exactly. Yeah, tell us what your favorite exercise is, or if you're gonna try one of the ones we talked about. That'll be lots of fun. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, write it on on Facebook. Maybe the easiest way is on Facebook. Yeah. To to drop us a note when we will. Uh, there will there will be a specific post to this episode. Yeah, and. So, I mean, that we wrapped up shoulders. I think we we covered yeah. it. It's good. So, what's our next one going to be about? Mm, the last one was core. Yeah. 
So we have to talk about something, uh, the Minnesota, uh, something shoulder specific. I think the next Minnesota should yes. be something shoulder specific. Oh, we will find something. Yeah, we'll and then right our <laughs> next body part. Yes. What's our next body part? So it's my choice this time. You cho- you've chosen shoulders. I, I chose choose shoulders. So. I choose hip. 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 Mm. Yeah, because you you know I like like that three letter words. Yes. <laughs> so next to tap, now it's hip. Hip. And <laughs> just as like an extra little incentive to listen to the hip episode, what's one of our favorite hip muscles? Hmm, let me think. Have we already talked about that one or haven't we? Maybe a little bit. We definitely have mentioned it. I know it was something with E. It's a hard nope. one to say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got a lot of extra letters. <laughs> yeah, so many stupid letters. I think it's Iliopsoas. Yeah. So I think everyone kind of forgets that the iliopsoas is a hip flexor muscle. So we'll be covering a little bit of it in the hip episode. Yay. I already know a few nice exercises. Me too. I'm excited. I, a lot of them. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, I like, I like doing this. So cool. It's good. So you had some news. Do I have news? Do you have news? Was there something you wanted to talk about? The mm. podcast? <laughs> podcast? Are we doing a new podcast? No. No, no. Not a new one. Do we get that. new equipment? Do you have new equipment? <gasps> Maybe. You do? <laughs> Maybe. We'll have so, to. We'll have to see. <laughs> first first uh, i'm i'm still waiting uh, our our ship is delayed for <laughs> 3 weeks now we are still waiting on those sensimet pod disc sensimets okay so uh, as we were waiting the creative mind kicked in again and there's something new coming very soon Yay! Yeah, it will it will be very interesting for uh, what is what's the name of your of your exercise the push push up exercise. Push that, yeah. Okay. That will be a nice piece of equipment to do that one. Cool! Yay! Next to other things. Yes, yes, of course, of course. And it seems like our body part exercise series is pretty popular very very popular yeah so that's good so we're glad that everyone likes this topic and we will keep it going as long as we have body parts to talk about (laughs) (laughs) and then we'll we'll come up with something new exactly so it's i mean we are almost in our third year now yeah it's crazy, but it's still fun. Yes. I mean, who had thought when we started this with... I mean, we're still in this shitty pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, I see. But we're getting a lot of canine fitness done. Why so serious? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of lot of canine fitness. Everything is like back to normal, but not really back yeah. to normal. But the podcast is still fun, and we're gonna keep let's going. keep rolling. We're gonna stay fit, <laughs> and we will definitely stay in the game. The game. <laughs> thanks guys thanks for listening bye bye, bye. for listening to Let's Talk Canine Fitness. If you enjoyed our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at www.letstalkcaninefitness.com. Want some bonuses? Support us on Patreon. Every month we will release a mini-sode exclusively from Patreon questions. Plus, other special bonuses you will find only on the Let's Talk Canine Fitness Patreon page. This episode was produced by Leslie Ide and Katerina Mattioli. Music written and performed by Moonfly. Music provided by PremiumBeat.com.